Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I love that that thing is so thick, I can barely get it in there. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. So many times I turn on the TV or turn on the radio and I hear people talk about how it's so much easier to let things go and don't let hate wash over you. Forgive and forget. The best revenge is living well. All that crap. You know what I have to say? Holding grudges, very, very underrated. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big, big, uncomfortably girthy show today. We have all the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up at 348. Rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour and a game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? Well, Mike, there's a whole bunch of sports memorabilia prices that keep going up. The trading card market is really hot, so I thought we would do prices right, sports memorabilia. Most of these will be trading cards, but I'll give you a card and a number you have to tell me if that's you know over under what did it sell for so we'll do that coming up 534 it's almost like i knew you were going to talk about this because one of the stories i have in front of me right now is a lebron james rookie card that mm-hmm. went for 5.2 million dollar a 2003 2004 upper deck exquisite collection rpa uh, which means rookie patch autograph dummy. Don't you know that? <laughs> that's the that's the holy trinity right there. Yeah, in sports rookie cards. patch autograph. Yeah, uh, it's a parallel. Whatever that means. LeBron James card numbered out of twenty three was sold privately for five point two million dollars. Now you were telling me before the show that this isn't just a one off card. There are other people that that have these cards, but the reason why this one sold for 5.2 mil is because the other people that have these cards aren't ready to sell these cards yet. Yeah. Well, it may be that they go for even more than that, even if other people decide to sell them, because, again, they are their rookie cards. They are patch cards, which means they have a patch of the jersey in the card. Like, it's a... They say it is a worn piece of jersey, so that may mean LeBron James put it on at the photo shoot and then took it back off and then said, here you go, and they chopped it up. It may be that it's a game-worn jersey. That's less likely. Uh, and then it also has an autograph on it, too. So it's it's numbered to 23, so you know how limited it is right off the bat. Uh, and, of course, then getting it graded, right? They said this was a graded card that had a, a pretty good grading on it. So those are extremely rare when they're that old to have yes, one that has it, a really good grading on it. But it's $5.2 million for a understand. piece of cardboard. Right. Like here's that, what I don't understand is that way back in July of last summer. Yeah. All right. Wait, yeah. how old were you in July? You were like a fetus. I barely remember. Honestly, I can't July even. last summer, the same card with pretty much the same grading went for $1.85 million. 
Mm-hmm. All right, which still is ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. for a card, but it's a rare item. I get it. And then less than a year later, the market has grown to where that same card is $5.2 million. That's crazy right. to me. Mike, it's it's almost like it's an extremely volatile market. And I can't imagine if you're someone who has one of these cards, which, again, there's only 23 of them in existence. And I'm sure some of the people who own these cards are probably people who purchased them for hundreds of thousands of dollars years ago, you know. Maybe they saw the value in this early on, and they're waiting to try to is see how much Is it possible for someone just to open up a pack and get a card like this, or are they all yeah. auctioned off No, it, it is. It is for sure a possible thing. That's what I'm saying is there, at least one of the people that I was reading about, it said he was a collector, but it also made it sound like, like he had just had this card since the beginning and had been hanging on to it. And that was the, the article's point was that they had said that he was asked, will you sell this card? And he goes, no. Not no. right now. I'm not inter- I'm not interested in it right now. And he's just a regular guy? I don't know. It said he's a collector. I don't know if that means he's like an art collector where he's, you know, got so many of these things or if it just means he's, you know, a collector like like many people are that just, you know, you get the sports cards, you hang on to them, they're worth 10, 20 bucks and then he just happened to have this tremendous one. I don't know. But I can't imagine having anything in my house that's worth 5.2 million dollars. And, and no guarantee, and no guarantee that it won't stay at that. That I would not be selling that instantly because it could easily go back up. It could go up to ten million the next time. You know, he he could put one on the market next right. year and it could go for ten million, or it could go for eight hundred grand, which would still be really nice. But when they when they're selling for five point two million dollars, you'd think maybe it's time to go ahead and cash that in. I think you've done a good job at that point. My wife would have sold me for five dollars yesterday. With that whole pinball machine yeah, debacle. So how'd that all like, well, we go had, at the end? If you missed yesterday's show, we had a, a pinball machine delivered to the house. And I was coordinating with this guy. And I've also come to the conclusion that everybody who sells and refurbishes pinball machines is crazy. Yeah. And I guess there's a reason why, like, you know, people grow up and say, I'm going to get a job, a regular job. And these people say, I'm just going to work on pinball machines and God bless them. But I don't think they develop properly. And so I'm coordinating with this guy and he says, all right, Monday at noon, I'll be there. And I said, well, you know, my wife works from home and uh, she's got all these meetings scheduled, but I will have her clear her schedule because I'm not going to be here. And so she'll clear her schedule and, and let you in and all of that. And he said, great, install should take about 60 minutes. I said, fantastic. That'll be fine. It's just yeah. an hour. She lets him in, gives him water, has sex with him quickly, and then he's out the door. <laughs> right? I figured it'd be a... No, I'm sorry. That's you Tim's did. wife. I, I figured... <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't have a lot of high hopes for, uh, apparently for, for this guy. <laughs> no, I didn't. be over quickly. <laughs> this guy would just be in there and done. That's it. So I give Kristen the guy's, uh, phone number yesterday morning and said, coordinate with this guy. He said, he'll be here at noon. So then I get to work and I'm getting texts from Kristen all the time now. She's getting progressively angrier with me with each passing text. He hasn't even left yet. He just texted me from the gas station and said gas was a disaster. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. She's like, look, these rose petals and candles are only going to last so long. I mean, (laughs) that's right. Right. And so long story long, he gets there two and a half hours late. He bring he, it's just him. It's just some oh, seventy no. year old guy 
no. with no assistance whatsoever. He's bringing this thing on a, in on a handcart in the foyer of the house. He slips and the whole pinball machine falls on him with the handcart and everything. Oh, he falls ass backwards right onto the floor, leaves a, a gash in the floor. Oh, Kristen no. thought she was going to have to call the ambulance or the morgue, one of the two things. And then she's having daydreams of this guy suing us because he fell in the damn house with the pinball machine on top of him. He swears he's all right. And so then Kristen says, well, maybe you should wait for your other guy. He says, there is no other guy. This guy's like 70 years old. Uh. So the other guy was Kristen helping this guy get the the thing down the steps into the basement. Jeez. And he shows up and says, oh, it's going to the basement? It's a pinball machine. Where do normal people put him in the <laughs> dining people, room? Most people have him right in the foyer is usually where you <laughs> right, have him. Right. I was going to leave him right here with my dead body <laughs> underneath. So she's screaming at me. I, I'm dreading going home last night. I get home and she's yelling at me. I hope you like it. How much is it going to cost to get our floor repaired and to scrape this guy's dead body off the lawn? Because she, he didn't die from that. She then murdered him out on the lawn as a warning to well, everyone Well, then else. I had to hear about everything, about his hygiene and shockingly pinball guy, I guess, isn't zestfully clean. Are you kidding me? Pitball guy was not like you know. I better uh, I better put the suit and tie on today. But I couldn't I even delivery. enjoy. I couldn't even enjoy the the maiden voyage, the first pinball game last night because she's just <laughs> screaming at me. All right. Is there? Do you think there will ever come a time where you play that pinball machine and you won't think of the difficulties therein of getting it in the house? I, there will be a time where I don't. Okay. But as long as she's standing next to me, she will you, remind yeah. me of it. Yeah. What's uh, how? I don't know this. Like, how heavy are these machines? I mean, I've seen them. Pretty damn heavy. Right. I've never tried to lift one, but I assume hundreds of pounds is what they weigh. Yeah, I don't assume... it's, it's a heavy thing. Right. Okay. So, like... Plus, it was made in the 70s, so all the parts on the inside, all the guts on the inside are also heavy. Yeah, now they're using carbon fiber and titanium for these that's, things. That's what Before, I'm saying. They're yes. made for speed. Elon Musk is made, making these things now. <laughs> Hardly weighs anything. Yeah, that's crazy though. I don't, why would you not bring another guy? I don't know. Why would you not have he's, another person there? I'm just glad he didn't die. I'm glad he's. Well, not I mean, dead. I am too. I'm, I don't want anybody to die over a pinball machine. That would be a horrible way. Well, to I may die over the pinball machine. Well, that's fair. He could yeah. kill me. Would that be if if you do die? Would I be able to say that you died doing what you love, which is playing pinball and annoying your wife? Or sure, that, okay, throw some pizza what, in there and pretty good. That's what people always have to say. It's like, oh, but he died doing what he loved. And it's like, well, I don't think he loved it because up to that point, he had not died doing it. Like, if you die doing something, I would guess if you could reach the person after death, they would say, don't love that as much as I thought I did because I died doing it. So, like, if you love roller coasters and you die on a roller coaster, I guess if they would talk to you in the afterlife, you'd be like, you know what, roller coasters? Lower on my list now. It's not my favorite thing anymore. So the draft is coming. Thank God it's coming on Thursday because I'm so tired of predicting who's going to go where and we have to read all these mock drafts. Well, here is another mock draft. We told you last week that Charlie Casserly had a ridiculous mock draft. Well, Chris Sims said, pass those magic stamps. I'm going to lick some and one-up you, old man. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find slowdowns on Morse Road at Cleveland Avenue due to this crash. It is causing some backups over here. Please be cautious as they work to get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Colin Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Bone. Yes, man. We have all 30 Major League Baseball teams in action today. What a great day that is. What a great day. How many day games out of those 15 games? <laughs> uh, is there? Are there any? Uh, no, there's there's none. Mm. So that's not a great day then. No, no, that's stupid. Why why do that? Missing their chance. We have said that. For, I say they should have a morning game every single day. <laughs> but at you know least what? give me one day game every single day of the baseball season. I bet there are a lot of players that would actually secretly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they want to complain just because. But secretly, I bet there are a lot of players that would be like, "Oh yeah, be done by." two or three in the afternoon, have the rest of my day to myself. Maybe it allows you to get away a little early if you're, you know, you do that on like one Play of the final golf. Games. Why not? What's wrong with that? Nothing. I think a lot of guys would be very happy about that and, and happy to have like a whole afternoon evening to recover and just relax. I think there would be guys that for sure would say, well, because a lot of these guys are getting there early anyway to get their work in, you know, so why not? Just go ahead and have the game early if you can. I think that'd be great. I know it'd be tough for fans sometimes to get there, but Whatever, man, especially now where you got limited capacity in a lot of these stadiums, have at it. NFL draft starts on Thursday, and thank God, because I'm just tired of the speculation. I'm tired of the mock drafts, and I saw Chris Sims has one today. And Yes, I know, and people message me and say, you're doing exactly what he wants. I know that, but I ha- we do a sports radio show. I have to call out the stupidity. Chris Sims, full disclosure, I think he's a pudwack. I think his dad is a pudwack. Here's his mock draft. He has Trevor Lawrence going number one, Zach Wilson two, Mac Jones three to San Francisco. Kyle Pitts, Pitts. is going four to Atlanta. Has the Bengals choosing Jamar Chase at five. Has Devonta Smith going at six to the Dolphins. Um, all right, so far this is all fairly normal. Here's where, uh, it, to me, just goes off the rails. He has Washington trading up to eight to take Trey Lance. So the mm-hmm. Panthers say, we've got our quarterback. Washington says, we still need a quarterback. Trades up, Trey Lance. That's fine. Um, has New England trading up to 11 getting that Giants pick. So you would think, okay, oh, they trade it up. Here, we, here go. we go. Now they're trading up. We know what they're trading up for. Uh, Jalen Waddell is what they're trading up for at 11. I very much like Jalen Waddell as a player. I think it is insane to think that New England would trade up to draft a wide receiver. You want to know think, why? Why? Because it's insane. <laughs> I don't think they're trading up four spots. And giving up the things you have to give up, even though that's not a huge move, you still have to give up valuable assets. Well, what to do, do you? Yeah, what do you think? The Giants are going to do it for free, right? So, and and the Giants, by the way, notoriously not trading down. That is that has been uh, their thing, right? So, I would think that's something that certainly, if if you're going to get them to move off of that position and actually trade out, 
then you're going to give up a little bit more maybe than normal. You're going to do that to draft a wide receiver. As good of a player, Jalen Waddle, I think, could be the best wide receiver in this whole draft when it's all said and done. But I'm not trading up to get a wide receiver, especially when your quarterback situation in New England is still very much an if situation. You don't know what you're going to be able to have there over the next few years. So you'd think if they're going to move up, they're going to go draft the available player who would be there, right? Because so far you haven't said Justin Fields' name. Well, hold on. We'll get to that. So they have he has Trey Lance trading up to eight. So Washington gets their quarterback at eight. There's now, but I mean, I'm just saying by eight, there's four quarterbacks off the board. Yes, yes. So then Justin Fields would be the next one to go. Uh, Denver's at nine. He doesn't have them taking a quarterback. Of course, we told you that New England trades up to eleven. They're not taking a quarterback. You have Philadelphia at twelve. They're not taking a quarterback. Uh, what else do we have here? We have Carolina is now back to 19th because of their trade. Okay. He doesn't have them taking a quarterback. You've got the Bears at 20. He doesn't have them taking a quarterback. You've got, uh, who else here? Pittsburgh at 24. No quarterback there. Uh, the Saints at 28. No quarterback <laughs> there. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Justin Fields does go in the first round. The last pick of the first round. He has Justin Fields going 32nd to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I mean, look, this feels like Chris Sims is basically saying, where, where do I think it would be good for Justin Fields to go? Were he not to go to one of those top, like, you know, four or five quarterback needy teams, where would I put him? And then it's just like, like if you're rooting for Justin Fields, I guess there are worse things than learning from Tom Brady for a little bit and being with a team that's won a Super Bowl. That's, you could learn a lot. That's fine. There's the no chance is ridiculous, right? There's no chance he is falling to 32. I I would be shocked if that happened, only because how? I mean, you would think some of these other teams who already got their guys in the first round who passed on him would then say, wait, hang on a second. We got a first-round pick. We like the pick we made. You don't think those teams would at least consider maybe we should trade back into the first round and get him you know, late in the, in the round if he's sitting there? I think there would absolutely be interest in doing that. So like this notion that all these teams are going to pass on him, like Chicago and, and like New England and like Denver, I would be shocked if all those teams passed on him. No, no chance I see that happening. But even New, New Orleans wouldn't pass on him at 28. They would say, yeah, we, we know we're eventually going to have to figure out our quarterback situation. Right now it's Taysom Hill, but it may not be Taysom Hill for very long. We don't know if he can actually get the job done. Like over the entire length of the season, so let's. Well, do we even know if it's Taysom Hill? It could be Jameis Winston. When well, this that's is right. All said and done. Either way, neither of those guys scream for sure. Lock, you know that that's the quarterback. So drafting a quarterback for them would even make sense, just to say, yeah, we've got a guy that we thought would be gone in the top ten. He fell to us at twenty eight. We're gonna take a flyer on him, have him kind of be in the mix, and maybe he starts, maybe he doesn't, but. You know, he can kind of grow with us. And eventually, now we've got three good options or three potentials at quarterback. Let's figure out if one of them works. But yeah, there's no chance he's falling to 32. There is absolutely no way he falls to 32. I mean, you and I thought it was ridiculous when he was at, they had him at 24. Casserly did. I said, there's (sighs) no, there's no way the Steelers get him at 24. And maybe that looks more realistic now just because this 32 projection is so stupid. Well, I I can't even see him getting to 24. It's ridiculous to me. 
I just don't understand where, and I know Chris Sims' thing is like, you can watch my YouTube channel, you can see all my logic for every pick. All right, fine. Not bothering with it, because I know what that is, right? You're doing something controversial, so everybody will go click to watch your stupid video. I'm not doing it. But the reality is this. I think you could, honestly, I would would love it if they said the NFL draft is going to be March 1st or whatever, the first weekend in March every year. Go. Like, I would... I would love that. I get so bored with all of this. Well, wait a second. Do but we it's, know? It's never going to change. Because I know the, it's the not, league but likes all this. The league loves it. And, and don't get me wrong. I get sucked into a little bit of the discussion and the arguments. We're doing it right now. I'm getting sucked into this discussion, right? But my point is nothing has changed since he declared when he declared for the draft Mel Kuyper had him as the number two quarterback in the draft, Justin Fields, right behind Trevor Lawrence. That's That was where he was placed before anything else happened. He has since done two pro days. He has lit up both those pro days. Everyone talked about how great he did at the pro days and how awesome he's been to deal with and talking with him and all that stuff. And all he's done is slide down the projections. Well, one, one thing has changed, and that's the the epilepsy. Right, is that we we learned about that, and teams learned about that before. Perhaps, perhaps that's that's where this is coming from. I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's so stupid when you look at his talent versus everybody else. What all these guys? Sure, Mac Jones. You want to make the case that Mac Jones he went up against some really good competition. I do understand some of the logic of him. I understand his logic more than I understand the Zach Wilson logic at this point. I definitely understand it more than the Trey Lance logic. Like. I'm sorry. I would I would much rather have guys who competed against some of the best defenses in college football than those guys. And and I I almost can understand Mac Jones being higher uh, a high pick, but it's just the Jets have basically zeroed in on Zach Wilson. So end of discussion. There we are. That's what you have. Draft is Thursday, of course. You can catch it right here on the fan, and it cannot come soon enough. The NHL has a new broadcast partner. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from Morse Road at Cleveland Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers over there. And you're also going to find delays on 670 westbound between 71 and 4th Street, about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. You can join the fan and 10TV Thursday at 7 p.m. for a virtual draft party presented by Pepsi Zero. The fan's Anthony Rothman will be hosting and chatting with many of your favorite fan personalities. It doesn't list any of them, but uh, I am one of them. Oh, hey, I know, Bone. Hey, I am. 10 TV's Dave Holmes will also join the party live from Cleveland for the NFL draft. Uh, You can stream it all live, Mm 971thefan.com. And, Mike, we were talking about the draft. I have seen awful announcing a few other places have posited with that Chris Sims draft that we just talked about. This is a sentiment that comes up like, why Why does the media continually reward these trolls? And I guess the way I look at it is this. You know, the local news, right? If somebody wanted to just get on the local news, you could go stand in the middle of the street, stark naked, and write some, you know, like, I don't know, 
clowns are terrifying on your chest and just run around making fart noises. Like at some point, someone would notice you, video would emerge of you doing that, and it might make the local news. Like you, then you they can, give you a radio show on ninety-seven point one, the fan. <laughs> my, my point is, you can do almost anything to get noticed. And yes, sadly, some of us in the media are going to take notice of it because it's just so weird. That's partially interesting. But guys like Chris Sims seem to think they somehow qualify as legitimate draft experts. When they, when you do crap like this, I look at you as the crazy person in the street who is just trying to get attention, right? It, it, like I, I put you more in the Steve-O from Jackass category. I, I get like, it, but what upsets me, and people say, why you pay attention? Well, CBS pays attention. They give this guy a check. Right. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we just showed up at his house and he had some wacky pick for us. And we said, oh, we got to run with this crazy guy. This guy has a reputation, whether yeah, you like him problem. or not. He has a reputation of being a bona fide analyst. And to put something out like that boggles my brain. Right. This is, at least for me, the reason I think it's worthy to bring up is because it's a criticism of the outlets who put him on as a legitimate Absolutely source. right. Yes. Like, that's that's the reason you do it, is if if someone said, like, hey, this, this person is in a, again, to go back to, like, in the city, how do you get attention, right, if you want to get on the local news, if some local business put a clown in charge of their business and then let the clown do clown things... Yeah, you're going to cover that because you're going to say, can you believe this business let this person run their company? That's that's kind of weird that that happened. That's what we're doing here on a less serious note with Chris Sims. We're saying, can you believe this guy has a platform you know, to talk about this stuff? Chris Sims doesn't control himself. He's going to wind up running a radio station. That's how stupid he is. Hey, you better watch out. That's dangerous. Before yeah. we get to the new NHL television deal, we... We hear that, you know, there are, there's ratings decline, right? That's just a natural part of things now. There's so many different ways to consume media. People don't need to be sitting in front of a live television. I get it. Well, there's ratings decline, and then there's what happened to the Oscars, all right? Oof. For example, I don't know why I said for example. This is fact. Back in 2012... They had an audience of 39.3 million people. 2012, 39.3 million Americans watched the Academy Awards. Started to slip a little bit, right? 2018, that was down to 26.5. 2019 went back up to 29.6. Must have been some good movies that year. I don't know. Uh, last year, in the global pandemic, still 23.6 million people tuned in to watch the Oscars. So it's never done a number lower than 20 million people, right? Yeah, that's it, what I, at least from uh, what you're telling me, it seems like. That's it. right, except for this year. Was it 19? No. Was it 17 million people? No. The, the audience for the Academy Awards, 9.9 .9 million people. This just fell off a cliff. Fell off a cliff. Now, let me ask you this, though. Is it the whole nature of award shows? And perhaps, as Americans, we're over it. We're over watching Hollywood have a party for themselves. Or is it the fact that no one has seen any of the movies that they're talking about here? I think that probably plays a little bit into it, right? That, that there's got to be some of it that is, you know, 
people just in general not being able to go out to a movie theater. Not you like I, I would assume hardcore film buffs are watching all these things, and that's who your nine point whatever million was. That in the celebrity culture people, right? But there are probably a few people who tune in if they've watched a decent amount of movies and say, I feel informed about what's going on here. I have friends that have done this where the Oscar list comes out because, you know, a lot of these Oscar movies, they put them out right at the end of like 2020, let's say, so they can be eligible for the Oscars this year. They don't have them out, you know, early in the year. A lot of times the ones that are Oscar bait, they hold until the end of the year. So a lot of them are in theaters at the same time. If, you know, you're going to movie theaters, so people will go try. I've had friends that try to go see all of them in the theater once the list comes out. If there's, you know, a few they haven't seen yet or whatever. And I, and that's not something as many people were doing now. So maybe that's part of it. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't pretend to know what's going on. million people. Yeah, it's that, that is significant and bad. I still contend that you need to have the, the person who hosts the Oscars. I don't know. Do, do we know who? Or they didn't have a host this year, right? It was just like everyone kind of hosted. Harrison Ford was the host. Remember? Yeah, well, that's right. right. He was on. The editing uh, Blade Runner. Maybe I'm that's a what million. happened. Maybe a bunch of people tuned in, like, "Oh, good! I I want to check out the Oscars." And then they saw him, and they're like, "Well, this I don't know what this is. This is not the Oscars." But I don't know. Maybe bring Ricky Gervais back. I know he didn't host the Oscars. He hosted the Golden Globes. But have him come back and just rip everybody to shreds. That was more fun than you know watching them all be serious. You know who Harrison Ford reminded me of? Who do you remind you of? Randy Quaid, our buddy. Randy Quaid is on another level, my friend. Like he, that guy is off the deep end. I don't know even what he's like. I, at first, I thought it was performance art. Like I thought he was mocking something or mimicking or I don't know, trying to like just do his own weird thing. And now I just don't. I don't even know. I think all that of our Randy Quaid is gone. By the way, it's gone. It's gone. I can't find it. Maybe Teddy hit it someplace, but I can't find it. While he searches for Randy Quaid, let me tell you about the NHL's new television deal. All right. We already knew that they signed a deal with ESPN, but we knew that was going to be half a deal. They were going to fi- sign with another broadcast partner, and we thought maybe NBC would sort of stay in the fold. They will not. NBC will be gone. They have signed a seven-year deal with Turner. So TNT, TBS... Uh, this deal will pay them around $225 million per season over the next seven years. Let's put that in context, by the way, because that's a big number, but you have no idea what it means. All total, because NBC had their only national package, okay? Right. NBC was paying $200 million a year for all the national NHL rights. Combined between ESPN and Turner, this next go-around, this next seven-year deal, will pay the NHL about $625 million a year. So even in a world of big media jumps, that's pretty big for the NHL. We've been talking about a flat cap. That cap will go up once this television deal, these television deals go into effect. Right. And it's hard to really know what that means as far as like the popularity of hockey, right? Because don't forget that a lot of this has to do with the fact that included in this deal were the streaming rights for out of market games. Right. That's partially what ESPN won and now continues to have the rights to is on ESPN plus you can watch out of market NHL games. So they've added that in. That's not something NBC was able to bid on when they, you know, initially started bidding on these games. The other weird thing with NBC is they said they 
they apparently wanted to go down to like a hundred million a year. That was their like price they were willing to pay for whatever rights they were going to get. And when it became clear that wasn't going to get the job done, then they knew they were out. But they apparently said part of the reason they didn't want to go higher than that is because they are trying to save as much money as they can to throw at the Premier League because they don't want to lose the Premier League rights because they also have the streaming rights to that and the broadcast TV rights for soccer in England. And that's what their focus is, is to make sure they keep that as their property. So I don't know how to read all that, right? Like, do I think that the Premier League is more popular in this country than the NHL? No. But it is interesting that NBC decided if we're going to have the NHL or the Premier League, we'd rather have all of the Premier League than part of the NHL. Well, and the other side of that is why does NBC have to decide, right? I mean, well, if, yeah. if Turner has the cash to throw at all these properties, you tell me NBC doesn't have the cash. Maybe they don't because they're well, shutting down NBC Sports Network. They couldn't even run that properly. Yeah, again, like like I said, I'm not exactly sure what the hell's going on at NBC. From that standpoint, it may be that they are just poorly managed, and maybe this is a bad decision for them. The other part of that is maybe they've had a lot of experience with some of these properties and said, yeah, that doesn't do as good of a business as we thought it would. It's not worth getting into this bidding work. Have at it, Turner. Go right ahead. You can pick up all these properties because Turner has like all this random stuff now. And good for them. They've added a bunch of things to their sports portfolio, but maybe NBC is looking at that and saying, it's not worth what we thought it was. And and Turner is saying, well, we don't care. We want it anyway because it adds to our credibility. It adds to our brand. Right. I have no idea, but that is a very interesting thing to keep an eye on over the next few well, years. And maybe, we'll see who comes out better. Maybe, maybe both do. Turner's looking at it like, hey, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work for you, NBC. We know how to sell sports over here. Maybe. You know, we've invested right. in a sports department that, a sales department that knows how to go out and sell these packages. Maybe NBC didn't do that. Who the hell knows? Yeah, could be. Uh, coming up, all the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Traffic is beginning to build over there. And more delays on 71 southbound between 17th Avenue and East Broad Street. And on backups there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only an array with fan traffic. Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Beautiful day in the Buckeye State. Buckeye Show is coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. And then 6.30, it's Jackets time against Detroit. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. The battle for 8th. Actually, it's the battle for (laughs) 7th. No. Well, it's the battle for eighth. Should be the battle for eighth. Whatever. Let's just call it that. Uh, Inside the NFL. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone? Well, Mike, your Bears have decided to make sure that linebacker Roquan Smith does not go anywhere as a free agent next year. Ian Rappaport says the Bears are exercising their option on his contract for the 2022 season. Uh, the eighth overall pick of the 2018 draft will make $9.735 million under the terms of that option. Uh, so there you go. He started 42 of 44 regular season games, has over 360 tackles, 11 sacks, four picks, a forced fumble, and a partridge in a pear tree. Good for him. Uh, Mike Tomlin on the Steelers draft room 
Art Rooney is the boss. This is echoing what many other coaches are now saying this time of year as we get close to the deadline and figure out who's going to make the pick. Mike Tomlin said about uh, Art Rooney II, quote, Mr. Rooney's the boss. Kevin and I, meaning uh, Steelers General Manager Kevin Colbert, a.k.a. Kevin Colbert, Kevin and I have worked so well and so long together that we can kind of communicate non-verbally in those moments, but at the end of the day, Art Rooney is the boss. No word on if Art Rooney also is into non-verbal communication or if he is still (laughs) living in whatever year it is where you talk with your mouth. I don't know. Uh, Rick Spielman on the draft capital that the Vikings have said it gives them a lot of flexibility. The Vikings in 2019 had 12 players uh, out of that draft. They selected 15 players in the 2020 draft, and they have 10 picks this year, so they could come out with double-digit players out of each of the last three drafts. But they currently are sitting at 14. They could decide to trade down if they want to and acquire more picks. However, they do not have a second-round pick as of right now. They aren't slated to pick again until pick number 78. So Rick Spielman said, quote, to have the draft capital that we have, it gives us a lot of flexibility, hopefully to be able to move up in the draft if we want to go do that. They have four fourth-round picks, Mike. Picks? Picks? So maybe that allows them to move up from 78 into the second round, throw a couple fourth-rounders at somebody. I would think that would be able to get that done for you. Dak Prescott has made a lot of progress in his rehab. Everyone is saying that. The latest to say it would be Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, who said that uh, everything he's seen has made him very happy. McCarthy said, quote, Well, he's made a lot of progress lately. Actually, I was able to watch him work Saturday. It was probably his most extensive work so far. He's throwing now, doing the footwork drills. He's made a lot of progress. Also, Stephen Jones had one of the like most football guy quotes ever about Dak Prescott, where he said uh, Dak's leadership last year is that he was right back in the facility right after he was hurt. Quote, his leadership, Mike, is elite. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, as far as elite leadership, when I think leadership being elite and elite leaders, I think Dak Prescott. I also think of every other person that an NFL coach or owner or GM is asked about that they like, they will say that same thing. They have elite leadership, great leader. He's elite. His process is elite. His work ethic is elite. Can we please delete elite? From the nomenclature. Stephen Jones knows, man, because when when Daddy needs his glasses wiped, he's there. <laughs> Stephen Jones is an elite glasses he's wiper. He's elite. He's one of the best I've ever... Mike, as elite far as... cooling. When you want a guy who can do that in the moment when it needs to have a wipe down... You don't go to anyone else but Stephen Jones. Well, some guys could leave streaks, and then no, no, no. That there's no point to that. Stephen Jones, Mike, is elite at wiping off his daddy's glasses. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. That's what I've learned. And finally, the Dolphins have paid Eric Flowers. Uh, you may know that he was traded away. He went off to uh, go on and play for Baltimore. Uh, but before doing that, Eric Flowers got six million dollars from the Dolphins. Um, and they just trade I- him again, though. Uh, no. Uh, wait a second. Yes. Wait. Huh? No. I don't know. <laughs> did, I, did I see they moved him? <laughs> Hang on. All right. Yeah, he so, got traded today. Yeah, the Dolphins traded him to Washington. Yeah, that's sorry, what I that's meant. What I yeah, okay. Right, okay. That, sorry, sorry I confused I said, you. That is not an elite transition. I said Baltimore. I meant to say Washington. I don't know why I said Baltimore. Anyway, Flowers was set to get paid $9 million in 2021 on his old contract with the Dolphins, but just before this trade... 
He and the Dolphins agreed to restructure to get $6 million in a signing bonus from Miami. Washington will pay him the $3 million for the rest of the season. Mike, I was ready to do math, and you asked me a geography question, Sorry. and I totally got fouled up. So that's on me. That's not your fault. Uh, we have a lot of news about sports broadcasting coming up next. None of it involves us. It's about other people okay doing sports broadcasting and us judging them are any are any of them doing it at though an elite level because that's what i care about is how elite they are uh based on these three stories i'm about to tell you the answer is no okay common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center Good afternoon. You are going to find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Elm Creek Drive and the I-71 east split. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This, tra- this traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Whether it's offering curbside or next day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities. When it comes to serving you, Napa's motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Rapid Fire is coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? Mike, this week we are going to do Price is Right, but with sports memorabilia. Mostly sports cards, because the prices are insane for these things right now. So we'll do that when we come up at 534. Uh, You can stop worrying now. ESPN is going to keep the same Monday Night Football crew of Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick for next season. I don't know why we focus on the announcers so much when it comes to Monday Night Football because we've we've been doing this for years. Where it's, oh, they just have to find the right mix and then all of their fortunes will change. Or it's because they have crappy games on Monday night. That could be. Right. I mean, I think that there is a chance that once you get very good games going routinely on Monday nights, that the announce crew could then be a hindrance to your enjoyment of those games when big moments happen if they don't nail the big moments, right? Like that All is right. there's a but I'm saying right, ninety percent of the problem is the games that you have, and then you may still have an issue where you don't like the people or you don't think they do a good job calling the game, but if the game is epic you want to have a call that also stacks up to that, but that's going to be what gets people to tune in every single week. It's not like, oh man, they got, if they got Nance and Romo to go over and do Monday Night Football, pay him gobs and gobs of money to go do that. You're going to watch Monday Night Football any more than you did? Maybe once or twice, but if the games are all terrible, you're not going to watch that. Come on. No, not if you have the Jets and the Jags on Monday Night Football. Who cares who's doing the play by play? And then if you have a fantastic game, Right. Let's say it's the best game of the week. You've got yeah. the the Saints and the Chiefs, and they're both undefeated. But Booger McFarlane is there. Are you not going to watch because Booger's there? No, you're going to watch, and then you'll get on Twitter and complain because Booger sucks, right? But you're still going to watch the game because it's a good game. We are focused on the announcers here. I say this as someone in broadcasting. Stop giving announcers that much credit. All right. Yeah. People aren't going to tune in because Steve Levy is there or not there. Sure. I mean, I think that there is something added to the game when you get the right announce crew. But to your point, no one, we we love having Big Daddy Paul Keels do the games here on the fan, right? But if if they replaced Paul Keels with just, I don't know, somebody just 
you know, telling you the basic information. Oh, be, be careful on, on on the OSU Michigan game. I'm saying you're telling me people would not check out the OSU Michigan game. T-Bone like, says anybody can do Big Daddy's job. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying when the OSU Michigan game happens. If you don't have Big Daddy Paul Keels to make the epic call, you lose something. You don't get something. But OSU Michigan, people are going to watch that game. They're going to listen to that game because it is OSU Michigan. Mike, they're going to tune in on Monday. If I'm here, if you're here, if if they get two other idiots to come in and do that, they're going to listen on the Monday after the OSU Michigan game to find out what everyone's talking about with that game because that is how important that game is. But if you don't have Paul Keels calling that game, yes, it's a huge deal then that you don't get a good call. But you do need to have the epic game first, right? You have to have that. And then the announcers add to that. The announcers make the game go from that was a really fun game to that's one of the best sports moments of my life. That is what a great announcer does. It takes it over the top to this level where you will never forget that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming over. Right. Coming over right now to kill you. Mm -hmm. All right. So Monday Night Football crew, the announcers stay the same. Uh, Fox is doing their own draft coverage on Thursday. This is going to be digital and social only. So you can't tune into Fox. I mean, they got stuff going on on Thursday. They got, uh, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, are they, do they have, I guess Neon they would have... is going to be on Fox, I'm sure, is that on show Thursday. even on Fox? I don't, I I it's don't a know. digital thing. Mia Bialik? No. no, yeah, she's got a she's got a new show something with Fox. I thought it was like online that's on Peacock. Streaming. Oh, that's it's oh, NBC. NBC. Yeah, NBC Universal. But that's a streaming show, right? I don't think that's on the regular network. I swear I to God, Mia Bialik was doing something on Fox. No, I don't know. Whatever she's doing, no. I mean, she has she she was you know previously on Big Bang Theory. Or, no, no, I'm aware of that, but I thought but she had something going on Fox. I think you're both wrong. Oh, that was whatever the, it is. She was doing I know the cat, she had, that cat she had show, a cat, right? Yeah, she yeah, had a cat, cat cafe. cafe. I think That's it was on had. Fox, yeah. That's what right. I meant. So yeah. it's gone now? I, no, I was saying, I thought it was on like some online thing. I, I think didn't even it's, know it was on. We are, yeah. Where <laughs> is Booger McFarlane? <laughs> <laughs> to take yeah. over this damn show. <laughs> anyway, the Fox draft coverage is not going to be on TV. It's going to be online, on social. But I did see who's going to be anchoring the Fox coverage, and it is Trey Wingo. Back from yes. the dead, Trey Wingo right. was uh, let go by S-Pen. Of course, he did the uh, did NFL Live for a long time, Sports Center anchor for a long time, uh, did morning radio here on The Fan, and then they told him he must go now. And so he's caught on with Fox. I don't know if this is a full-time capacity with him or if they yeah. just woke him up to do this studio stuff for the draft, but he will be there. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, if you've missed Trey Wingo, then now you have a chance to go hopefully hear from him and see how he's doing. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Does Fox, I don't know the answer on this, and I don't know if you do either, Mike. Just because they have the NFL contract, does that allow them the option to just run draft coverage? I don't know. I guess. I mean, can they just air? The, can all the networks, could CBS, you know, do the draft coverage as well and just air? There must be a reason why they, because why wouldn't they put it on FS1 or something, right? Even if you have right. the cat Meambialic Bialik <laughs> show on Fox. I mean, is CBS, are they, are there, are they putting it on like CBS Sports Network or anything? I, I don't, don't think, think so. I don't think they're doing anything, right? So I'm just saying, just because you have the rights to the NFL, there must be something that maybe you're not able to 
broadcast it live because otherwise that would kind of suck if you're ESPN and you're like, yes, we get the draft. And then I know that they have it on NFL Network too. I just didn't know how many of the other broadcast partners are allowed to do it. Maybe this is their workaround to say, well, we're not, we're just doing it on digital. We're, we're doing our live coverage there. So there you go. Here's something for you. We, uh, we saw a special Nickelodeon NFL playoff broadcast, of course, last season. You watched some of it, right? Yeah, I did because the kids were downstairs. We were, we had the game on and I said, let's flip over. I think it was a Saints playoff game. Maybe you just said yeah, it, was, it was the Saints and the Bears. That's right. Okay. Yeah, because I think Mitch Trubisky won like the player of the he game did. award. He did. He <laughs> threw for like 21 yards <laughs> and he was player right. of the game. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because they had cartoon graphics on the end zone. Like when they scored a touchdown, they, the end zone got slimed and they did. You know, they had uh, some of the people broadcasting. I want to say Nate Burleson was one of them. It was very much like. Hey, if you've never heard of football, a first down is when they go 10 yards and they've got four tries to get another first down. Otherwise, they kick it. That's called a punt. Like, that's how the whole broadcast kind of was. So it was, it was definitely stilted for kids who've never watched football or who are very young and just don't know all this stuff yet. Well, now theme broadcasts are going to be a thing. Right, because we know that on you know Sunday night baseball and stuff, they have the the Statcast broadcast. All right, you know they have that. Of course, college football playoffs. There's 18 million different feeds for you to watch. There's coaches sitting around. There's you know gamblers sitting around watching the game. Well, now they're going to try something new on ESPN with another themed broadcast: Pelicans and Warriors NBA action. You know I love it on May third. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have a special broadcast. The regular game, I think, will be on ESPN. But if you want to turn on the deuce, you're going to find yourself a Marvel broadcast. Yes. <sighs> okay, okay. Superhero hang, broadcast, hang Bone. Okay. I want to tell you, as someone who very much enjoys watching the NBA and someone who very much enjoys the Marvel comic universe and everything beyond that like i i enjoy just the comics themselves the movies that have come out of them all that stuff i have little to no interest in watching a marvel themed nba game Why not? broadcast because i don't know who that's Scarlett for Scarlett Johansson shows up mike who's the audience for that you no 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 it's not cuz i don't want to watch it like i'm saying you is, think you don't want to watch it <laughs> is that made for little kids no it's made for you is it made for like grown-ups who like know all the Marvel stuff and apparently also want to watch the NBA? So let me ask you a question. All right, you love Iron Man, right? Sure, it's okay. great. Yeah, you love the NBA. So why right. wouldn't you want Iron Man to comment on the game that you're watching? Right. I, okay. Yeah. That by the way, that is what some suit at ESPN came up with. By the way, yeah. They're like, well, it's it's similar logic when you go to a restaurant. You've done this, Mike, where it's like, hey, you know what? I really love. I enjoy chocolate ice cream. And I enjoy a good baked salmon. So why don't you throw those two together, put them in a blender, and then bring me that as a milkshake? Look, you, you That's laugh, what I want. but how many stupid meetings have we had about synergy? That's the word oh, I know. that corporate loves to you. Just like, hey guys, I mean, yeah, you're radio, and yeah, we're TV, but what if we put our hands together? Synergy. You know, at Disney Corp, they're sitting around a conference table saying, "Hey man, we got the NBA. Hey man, we got Marvel. We're Disney." Why don't we put them together? Yeah. yeah, great idea. Here's a million dollar bonus, douche. I mean, yeah, like I, I have seen for years. I know that Major League Baseball has had this because I've I've seen the shirts where they they had licensing deals with Star Wars and Marvel where you could buy like I remember the Mets had one with you know Noah Syndergaard was obviously nicknamed Thor 
is nicknamed Thor. He's hurt. He's not dead. But, like, you know, they had a shirt made up that had the official Marvel Thor, like, cartoon, but they put Noah Syndergaard's face on it and put a Mets hat on him, you know, and then they sold that as a T-shirt. And I know they did that with other Marvel comics and stuff, too. That's That's kind of, I don't know, silly and fine. If you want to buy the shirt, I get it. That's fine. But a whole broadcast, like, I don't understand what the broadcast aspect of that is. Marvel is all about these very intricate storylines and detailed, you know, this character knows this character and now they're fighting, but now they're mm-hmm. friends and, the, you know, whatever. It's all these different. Just like the NBA. No, it's not. Yes, it's nothing it is. Like the you NBA. got all these superstars that are like superheroes. They all know each other. Well, that's just. They're fighting against each other, sometimes on social media. It's just like superheroes. I don't, right, but I don't need them to have like, oh man, this guy has an arm injury. He's like the winter soldier. And it's like, no, he's not. He didn't lose his arm. All right. Clearly you're not impressed with this. All right. right. I've, I've got something for you. Okay. Go ahead. How about the sport of your choice? Maybe let's stick with the NBA. Okay. Yeah. On ESPN2, how about the YouPorn edition? Of the game, right? Where you've got step siblings watching the game together. I don't think you want I don't I don't know. I don't think if you want to watch an NBA game, you're also like, and I also want to watch some of that going Well, and on. then why, why not? There's what? not people who love porn and basketball? Yeah, but And again, then some you can... busty stepmom walks in and says, Let me tell you how to double dribble. <laughs> We're gonna go to a review right after I fix this fine neighbor of mine's pipes. Exactly. Apparently I gotta go over to her house and fix her pipes. You don't think that would draw numbers? I bet it would. Yeah, I guess. I have I just don't and understand. And Trubisky is named MVP of the porn. <laughs> He's like, I didn't. I was just sitting here watching. I wasn't even doing anything, and it didn't matter. Yeah. He still got MVP. Somehow he got MVP. Good for him. Wouldn't work without him, Mike. That's what I'm told. Oh, Matt Nagy's in the corner with a laminated <laughs> card that says "BU." I really like what this guy's doing. Be then he you. actually scratches it out. And he changes it to "Do you?" And then he's like, "No, no, be you. Do you?" I don't remember what my phrase is. I forgot. I'm so confused. Uh, I would watch that. Hey, Baker Mayfield <laughs> says he's not worried about his contract. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You are going to find some delays on I-70 westbound between Elm Creek Drive and the 71 East Split. Traffic is still slow in that area. And you'll find an injury crash has cleared from the ramp from I-71 to eastbound 270, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Identity thieves love tax forms with personal info needed to steal your identity. That's why LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code BRISK. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic stupid impressions and bad math this is common man and t-bone happy tuesday three hours a day every single day do it or go to hell jackets hosting the red wings tonight they're in hell right now trying to snap a nine game losing streak coverage starts six thirty right here on the fan the team announced today that corpy is done for the season with a lower body he hurt himself on Sunday. Now he's dead for the rest of the year. So we'll be yeah. Elvis time. Is that Yarmo or you? I just said yeah. Oh, I thought it was Yarmo. It's, it's all yeah at this point, man. I if you're in that dressing room, how are you not just counting down the days to the end of this season? May eighth cannot get here quickly enough. You know, I mean that's 
They they just want to be done and out of here, and I can't blame them. I'm not saying they're not trying to fight. Obviously, they look like they were trying against Tampa the other night, but, man, that sucks. That's just, yeah, that's <laughs> it's not been a great year for this team, and they have not exactly closed it out in a way that you would want to see it, even if, obviously, they're not going anywhere. It's still just kind of a frustrating watch at this point. Baseball last night, Reds snapped their losing streak with a win against the Dodgers. Same two teams again tonight. Indians got a victory against the Twins last night. They go again tonight. Baker Mayfield. We are talking about Baker and when is he going to get his contract extension. They picked up the fifth-year option on his rookie deal. Was it last week or was it yesterday we talked about that? Um, I feel like that was yesterday, but it might have been last ah, week. Who the hell knows? Anyway, they picked it up. He, on the fifth year, will make 18.86 mil in 2022, but we're not going to get to that point. They will work out an extension. Here's what Baker has to say about his uh, contract. The fifth year option just happened, so a long-term deal, I think, is a little bit on the back burner for me. If we win games, everything will happen how it should. That's my mentality, and I truly do believe that. We've talked about this. We've talked about the various reasons why you would rush to extend Baker Mayfield and the one glaring reason why maybe you would wait a year to extend Baker Mayfield. Uh, The one reason to wait is because you don't have to. And if it does happen where he poos all over himself this year and looks terrible, perhaps you think twice about that big long-term deal. Yeah, I mean, I think that the other side of that, that the team always has to, every team has to be considerate of is how is this going to play among the other players in the locker room, right? And what is it going to send a message to other players that we hope to have come and play for our team eventually, right? If we are seen as a team that does not take care of the guys who vastly improve, who are responsible for our success, and then we hold out and go, oh yeah, but if you get if you're bad this year for some reason, uh, no, well right. then and cool, we can rip this out. That's the other side of it. That the other so, side of it is making sure that you're a stable organization and that it sends the right message. You're right. There is there's a level of just picking up the check, right? If you're always the friend who does not pick up the check when you go to dinner, eventually that you know people may say, yeah, I mean every time we go out, he just doesn't pay. That sucks. And and in the NFL's case, if you're that team. Free agents may say, or, or, you know, players that have options may say, I don't know if I want to go play for them because they don't do right by their guys. Yeah, you, you know? you're right. I don't think the Browns are in that position. They're, right they're now. not. And they've it, actually done the opposite, I think, over the last few years. They've kind of reestablished they are a place where they will take care of guys. Well, and, look and at Miles right Garrett, there. right? I mean, we, yeah. we sort of looked at that deal and said, okay, seems like odd timing to do that deal, but that's a lot of cash. That's the message that gets sent about that one is they believe that, you know, everything that happened with him on the field, swinging a helmet, all that stuff, they said, we don't believe that's who he is. And this is. We believe in his ability yes. to get the job done, so they did. And they I believe they'll do the same thing with Baker. I, I honestly think they'll get something done before the offseason is over. Not that they have to, just they may just do that to send some kind of message again to say, This is who we are, this is what our organization is. The other thing you have to do is you have to know your talent. You don't want to put your talent in a position where they don't go out and perform or they take something personally, or in the rare cases, they hold out and don't show up because they feel disrespected. I think they're looking at this situation with Baker saying, well, we know that's not going to be an issue, right? At least that's what he's vocalizing. Like, ah, yeah, they just picked up the fifth-year option. I'm not worried about the long-term deal. I'm here to compete. I don't worry about that stuff. 
And right. maybe he's lying. Maybe it does bother him. Maybe he goes home and talks to his wife and says, can you, can you believe these cheapskates haven't given me a contract yet? So maybe it is bothering him. But at least everything that we have to judge the situation says Baker Mayfield is going about his work the same way he would go about his work, whether he had a long-term deal or no long-term deal. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's clear that he's willing also, I think, some of that is probably his own confidence level, right? Like, I think he believes that's okay. Don't pay me this off season, which obviously, I mean, there's, there's obviously a very good chance they won't because they picked up the option, right? I mean, I'm just saying I could see them ripping that up and saying, never mind. We want to get a deal done and we want to do it right. Well, and like we talked about, they had to pick up the option. There was a, yes, de- there was a, a deadline. deadline I think it May. was May, the first week of May. They had to pick up, they had to decide whether they wanted that option or didn't want that option. And of right. course, they're not going to not pick that up, right? Right. But that still allows them a chance to down the road just say, never mind, we're done with that, and we want to give him the big deal. Sure. But his confidence level probably is, yeah, go ahead. Don't, don't give me a deal this year where you probably get a little bit better option. If we do this deal this summer, do it next summer, I get paid more. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I'm not gonna drop my end of the bargain. I'm gonna be just as good or better than I was. Whether that's going to happen or not, no one can predict, but, do you think Baker Mayfield for a second doubts that he won't be able to get the job done? So then if you've got that level of confidence in your ability, that can sometimes be a bad thing from a negotiating standpoint. But if he's right, then next year he will get even probably bigger money than he'd get this offseason. Um, I also think, though, Mike, as much as we're talking about that, we need to talk about another part of this little Zoom call that he had with reporters. Oh, the Baker UFO Mayfield. thing? Mike, the, the, he didn't just say, oh, yeah, I saw a UFO, if you remember that no, story. No, we know from- that. He... He swears that it's real. That's he fine. Doubled, he doubled down on it. Okay. He said this, quote, I am a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. Okay. Just threw that out there, too, that also he's a big, he believes that Bigfoot is out there. Let me ask you this, though, before you okay. move on with the rest of this. All right. There's like 19 million shows on the Travel Channel about uh-huh. finding Bigfoot and Sasquatch and stuff like that. We have been able all these professional Sasquatch finders going to where Sasquatch apparently lives. No one has been able to find any actual evidence. And maybe even by accident, even villagers in Nepal have cell phones now. You see Sasquatch, you take a picture, it, it's on Twitter in 20 seconds. Right. All the cell phone technology that we have, no one still has images of Sasquatch and people still believe this thing is real. Yeah, I mean, there are people that genuinely believe it's real, and then there are people like Baker Mayfield who I think are just saying things like this because he's not giving it a ton of thought. Like, I, I mean, UFOs, We, you and I have discussed, we think that there's intelligent life out there. I don't think it's come here yet, or if it has, we can't perceive it, right? Like, do ants know when we're walking around inches away from them? Are they perceiving, oh my gosh, there are humans that guy's no, name there's is only, Panama Ted. There's like, only one time where ants feel the impact of humans when we step on them and kill them. Then it's too and they late. Probably, and they probably all just, if they even are aware that there is death, they're all like, we don't know how that happened. There was just massive death. Everyone died oh, over that other colony. Oh, my house got destroyed. Let's just start building another one. I don't right. know how that happened. They right, I'm just saying. They don't reason. Right, so if there's higher beings out there that are like traveling here, I'm guessing they can do it in a way that doesn't get a quarterback for the Browns to go, well, how did they damn y'all look at there? Like, I'm guessing that's not what's going on. So, but Baker Mayfield swears up and down that he saw a UFO. Okay. I just need to know from him, does he know what a meteorite looks like? 
Because if you've never seen it like a shooting star, it is something when you first see it, you're like, oh my gosh, I think that might be the coming of the Messiah or an alien. I don't know what that is. But then after you like realize, oh, that was just a tiny little space rock that burned up in the atmosphere, kind of put your mind at ease to go, okay, so it was just something that fell out of the sky. Cool. Did he know that? Is he aware of that? Because he's saying that like the Navy confirmed some of these pictures, and I, yeah, I don't, now I'm wondering the what na- the Navy confirmed that things were in the sky. I have yeah. no doubt that something was in the sky, and he saw something. It's well, not yeah. a UFO. Well, no, I mean technically it is right because it's an unidentified right. flying object. Okay. Right. They didn't get a you know read what I mean. on what it was. It's right, not a spaceship, but, is what I mean. Yes, exactly. It's not. Yeah, I, I think. It's incredible that uh, he is an NFL quarterback, and well, it's, I guess that's not that incredible. You can be really good at throwing a football and also not what is that, that What does that have to do with it? Yeah, you're right. It does, you can be not bright and also be really good at throwing a football. Never mind. I, I rescind my statement. Uh, rapid fire coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Extra large, extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. Rapid fire is coming up in mere moments. Real talk. I think Teddy and Leanna may fight each other by the time the <laughs> show is over today. So we play the traffic thing. Yeah. Leanna's not there. Mm-hmm. I see Ted just on the other side of the glass, flailing arms, like, what, what are you doing? What? So then he hits the commercial. Yeah. Right. I get, and then I guess Leanna pops on. Yeah. And says, "Well, I can hear you. I'm ready to go." So I just went to you weren't there. I'm here now. And so he hits traffic again, and then she disappears again. Yeah. And I, he's going to jump through and kill her, and then she's going to kill him, and then Bjork shows up. Here's the thing, uh, Leanna is a championship level swearer. Absolutely. Like she is. She is fantastic when it comes to using four letter words, and God bless her for it. But I've never really seen Teddy get super angry. He was so super angry. Well, that's what I'm saying. Break. I I want to know. Sometimes the 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 guys who you don't hear swear a lot, who just kind of mild mannered, like I feel like Ted's got a few humdingers ready to go if ever need be. Like I could see the two of them getting into like a swearing match that is one for the ages, like a Jeff Rimmer Milan swearing. Match? I mean, maybe that one. As far no. as f you, as far as I've heard tell, that f was one you. of the best. And they were doing this while you were on the yeah, air, right? Yeah, they were doing it in between off the air mm-hmm. while you were on the air. That's great. Uh, rapid Fire. Rapid, rapid Fire. Sponsored by Chattanooga Whiskey. Now available at your favorite Columbus retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. All right, Teddy. Rapid Fire number one. I feel like she's trolling me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Which team will end up drafting Justin Fields? Uh, well, didn't Chris Sims tell us that it's going to be the <laughs> Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. at 32? <laughs> uh, I think it's one of two options. I think it's either the Broncos at nine or the Patriots draft up at some point and get them. So I'll go with the Broncos at nine or the Patriots. I understand the prevailing wisdom is that this will not be the case at three, but I still, I'm just not buying the Mac Jones hype. I'm not. I think Justin Fields is the all-around better player. I think they. I just think it makes more sense. Justin Fields, if you know, you can work with his upside, all that stuff. 
You can work him in slowly. I think he still goes at three. So that's where I'm staying. Rapid fire number two. All right. I think I've asked you this a few times this offseason, but we're finally here. Who are the Bengals going to draft with that first pick? You have asked this several times, and my answer hasn't really changed, so I'll keep saying it's Jamar Chase. I think that's who they choose, and I think that's who they should choose. My answer has changed, but it's I agree with you. I think it's going to be Jamar Chase, too. I think they are not going to pass up a chance with the LSU connection with Joe Burrow, give him a weapon, show that they are in it for that reason. I'm not saying that it would be a bad idea to draft an offensive lineman. I definitely think that could be the case, too, but... The reality is, you know, they want to show him that they've got the weapon for him out on the edge, and that's what you get when you bring in Jamar Chase, so I like it. Rapid fire number three. Okay, which player is the best non-quarterback in this draft? The guy I just said, Jamar Chase, I think is the best non-quarterback in this draft. All right, that's, that's a fair pick. I do like him a lot, but can't sleep on Kyle Pitts. Pitts? I think, uh, dude, matchups no, man, are every- He is very good. Very well, good. Here, here's the way I'm judging it. Matchups are everything, right? And so I think in this draft, if you take a look at whoever would have to, on average, line up against this player in the NFL week in, week out, I think Kyle Pitts is going to have the better matchup week in, week out out of anyone in the draft. I would have said the same thing about Chase Young most weeks, right? Like, I think coming right in, he is going to have the better of anybody he goes up against on the offensive line. That's why I'm going to say Kyle Pitts is the best player in this draft, non-quarterback edition. Rapid fire number four. We haven't heard much about defensive players in this draft, so tell me who will be the first defensive player taken, and will it happen in the first ten picks? Uh, Barely. Teddy, there is no way that your bad defense team doesn't take somebody at ten. Right? I mean, right. I, I think the Cowboys yes. take Patrick Sertain or something at 10. They have to. That defense is so bad. I don't care which weapon falls to you and, and you get greedy and start drooling, saying, what if we put them on offense? You have a terrible defense. You consider yourself competitors next year with a healthy quarterback. You need to address defense. Yeah, I think top 10 is definitely uh, attainable. I think it could be Micah Parsons, too. I think I think you could see multiple defensive players go in that 8, 9, 10 range there because I do think the Broncos and Panthers are also going to be thinking about that depending on what happens with quarterbacks. I think that one of those two, you know, Broncos or Panthers will draft a quarterback, but I do think one of them will take a defensive Nobody's player. Nobody's going before 8, though, right? We can agree No, I on don't that. think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that's all going to be all offense all the time until we get to that Panthers-Broncos-Cowboys area. Rapid fire number five. All right. NFL draft guru Mel Kuyper, he said he eats a slice of pumpkin pie for breakfast every morning. I love love this story. (laughs) If you had to eat the same kind of pie every morning, what pie are you going to choose? Oh, well, my favorite. What's yours? Go ahead. Mine's key lime pie. That is my Every day? Yep, every day. I love key lime pie. Fly that in? Yeah, I'll fly it in. Get a plane ticket for that. Get a plane ticket for it. Yeah, it's that good. I will say about the key lime pie, that may be a good choice. Especially in the morning. That's what I was going to say. That may be a good choice for breakfast because it's citrusy, it's refreshing. Sure. It's a good start to your day. I I think that's a good choice. I'm also going to go with something that makes you pucker a little bit in the morning. I love that that tart cherry pie. It's got to be tart cherry. Sure. That's what I take. And... And because I want to get off on the right foot, I'm going to put some vanilla ice cream on top of that bad boy, too. <laughs> so Mel Kuyper. Yeah, I, I still don't. I, I know we've heard this before, and I don't. 
I can't believe that that's really a thing. He says it's real. He said there was a time. First of all, I don't know how he gets it year round. But well, it, maybe maybe they're just making it. Maybe he. Well, I don't know. He said one day, you know, he he does the same thing every single morning. Has the pumpkin pie. Also puts a little Cool Whip on it. Cool Whip is very good. Right. Do that with a yeah with one of those type of pies for sure. So he said one morning he went on down to the store. He he bought himself the, the the pumpkin pie he buys every single day. I guess he buys it by the slice. Okay. Okay. Seems like a waste to me. If you have it every single day, just buy the whole damn pie. Anyway, buys it by the slice, goes down there, got home, put Cool Whip on top of it, you know, started to dig, dig in, took a bite, and realized this was not pumpkin pie. This was sweet potato pie. And he doesn't want sweet potato pie. So he said he took one bite threw the entire thing in the trash, and didn't have any breakfast that day. Really? Yes. Wow. It must be pumpkin. That's a, that's an incredible thing. I, I will say that I picture him going to like a diner, and then that's where he gets his pie. Like a place that has pies in a glass case. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I can see that. Like that's one of those like, rotating yes, cases. Yes, like an old school diner where he gets his cup of coffee, he gets a physical newspaper with maybe even a highlighter. Maybe he goes through and like highlights well, and circles he, things. First he makes love to Trent Dilfer. Then he goes. <laughs> okay. Sure. As you do. Right. Get up in the morning, you have a day, and then you go and get right. breakfast. Exactly. Yeah. I also picture him, though, in this old school diner, in this like fever dream I've come up with of him. He is not wearing like business attire. He has just rolled out of bed and thrown on a robe. Yes. And then has a pipe and goes down from like wherever he lives. There's just in the, in the bottom of his building, there is just a diner. He walks in. They're like, Hey, how you doing, Mal? And he's like, I'm good. My pie ready. They're like, yes, it is. He sits down. He has his paper. They let him smoke a cigarette for some reason, even though that's been illegal for years. And that's what I picture him living. It's just he lives in this weird alternate universe. Yesterday was sweet things. potato. It better not be sweet potato today or it's your ass. Right, yeah, he's talking out of the Dante side. Barry got no, here. He is definitely talking out of the side of his mouth. Like, there's maybe even a cigarette holder. I feel like I'm really getting into this now, but I want that to be what he does. I don't even care if it's true. I hope he does that. All right, now I think we both have to guess Dom Tiberi, Dom Tiberi's favorite pie. Oh man! If you had to guess, what is his favorite pie? What would it be? I'm gonna go real simple and just say he likes. A regular old apple pie. All right, just regular with, apple with pie. The, well, with the like with lattice. the lattice top. Yeah, not a, not not like a crumb the, top. Yeah, not a crumb top. I'm just, gonna say Dom Tiberi's favorite pie is lemon meringue. All right, I'm going off the board with lemon meringue, but I'm gonna say it's lemon meringue. All right, we got to find out from Dom what his favorite pie is. Mm -hmm. This traffic report you're about to hear is gonna be <laughs> twice as good as a normal one because she blew us off the last time. <laughs> Uh, the NCAA is clueless, and here's how you know, because Republicans and Democrats can figure something out before they can. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. You gotta earn the good traffic reports. Watch out for an accident on I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. This accident does involve an injury. Please be careful as they work to get the roadway clear and plan on slowdowns over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Try Domino's car side delivery. Now when you order carry out, you don't need to leave your car. No more interrupting your favorite song or wrangling the kids. Pull up, check in, and Domino's brings your order to your car. Carry out is more convenient than ever. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
Prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Tell a friend. Tell them how stupid we are. That's right. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Boner? Game this week is Price is Right Sports Memorabilia. And I, for what it's worth, I did reach out to Dom Tiberi about his favorite type of pie. Yes. I've not heard back yet. Oh, I have okay. messaged him and I have tweeted at him. Why didn't you wait till you did hear back? I'm just letting you know in case people were wondering because we said, you know, let's talk to him after, you know, let's find out. But I so want far, a really nothing. high meringue on my lemon meringue pie. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to point out, you guys are in the building where he is working. I'm the only one not in that building right now, so I understand, but I'm not, to him. I'm not close to him. What am I supposed to do? Just run up to the TV department and say, we Dom, had, what's your favorite pie? We had a, we had a commercial break. Yeah, you could have just left now, the studio. Do you know how long of a walk that would be? At least a minute or two. It probably would have taken you to go find him. Actually, you know what? Teddy and I are having daymares in here. Because because in order to well it's like a nightmare except you're awake no so I, it's I got a that but why why are you having a daymare in order to get over to a copy machine that actually works because we don't have one we have to go over to the television side of things mm-hmm. and so we have to go up into like the rafters and we're stepping over how would you classify this Teddy like a steel trap door. Right, yeah, they're like like bombardier doors or something. Like you're in a you know big old B fifty two bomber or something, right? <laughs> the bay doors open and <laughs> goodbye. And Teddy and I are terrified because we can see down. It's a long way down. If this door decides to have a bad day, yeah. we're we're dead. That's it for us. There's but no way to walk around the door. You have to walk on the door. You, well, there's crap all around it. So we do our best job of trying to like skip around it, yeah. but you have to I you see. have to step on it. But the the real problem is is that the thing directly underneath this door, the steel trap door on the floor, is the ten TV television oh, studios. Let me tell you. And so if you're I, watching the news and you just see a badass just crash i am gonna i am gonna purposely every day after our show because we our show will end it's it does end at six every day and then we leave i will purposely make it a point to when i'm in the studio walk up and test that thing out because if one day you just see me like mick foley my way into the news desk you're not gonna survive it though bone it's a it's a pretty big drop it's all right i want to uh i want to you know there'll be a I'd be doing what I loved, Mike. What does that mean? You'd be doing what you loved. <laughs> no, I just what, I love walking? it. That's because that's what we always say. Like, ah, oh, I'd be doing what he loved. Well, yeah, until he died, and then he probably didn't love it as much anymore. That's why. But no, I think that's uh, yeah, that'd be a hell of a way to go out if I did. I'm just saying, I want to give those doors a real test and see how they do. All right, the NCAA couldn't figure this out. They had to wait for Congress to figure this out. And Republicans and Democrats to work together. Name, image, and likeness is what I'm talking about. Anthony Gonzalez, who is now a, a, a congressman, former Ohio State football player, reintroduced a bill yesterday, a bipartisan bill, that would give athletes the right to earn money through endorsements and sponsorship deals. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez is a Republican. Emanuel Cleaver is a Democrat from Missouri. He also has co-sponsored this bill called the student athlete level playing field act which would give college athletes the right to be paid for the use of their name image and likeness the ncaa said it valued the bipartisanship Mm, of the bill here's a quote from the ncaa 
Their House bill will strengthen the college athlete experience and support the NCAA and its members to modernize name, image, and likeness rules, but not pay student-athletes or turn them into employees of their college or university. So look, this will eventually get done, and it will get done because the government makes it so, not because the NCAA was proactive. But as you and I have talked about, one thing I don't understand is the NCAA, I understand why why they don't like to change. I get it. They like to pretend they're not a business while they continue to put like waterfalls on campus for student-athletes and right. say, oh, we're just a humble learning institution. Here's your masseuse and your waterfall. I don't know who that voice is. but <laughs> I like it. It's Whoever it was, it was great. But they could have controlled this. If they went and did this 10 years ago, they could have controlled this. They could have done it any way they wanted to. But instead now, they have to have Congress holding their hand and ultimately putting together something that they wouldn't put together themselves. And I don't understand why they wouldn't want to be on the forefront of this, why they just want to react to what government does. Here's the only reason I can see for them doing it the way they are. And it's because there was a phrase in that statement by, you know, the, the bipartisan commission coming together to do this, they said it will pay student-athletes without making them employees. That is the entire reason why the NCAA is terrified of actually doing anything with regards to paying athletes what their value is for what they do. Because once you do that, anything that occurs on the job could be considered workers' compensation. You have rights as a worker. You have entitlement to medical coverage, all these other things, which I know they, they get anyway. You know, it's not like you're paying for the leg surgery if you break your leg playing football. But there, there is just something about they do not want to cross over to that boundary of these are now our employees. Because once you do that, it sets up a whole nother standard. So as long as all this legislation comes in and says, oh, yeah, they can get paid. They're not employees. That's what they're looking for. They want some protection. That is why they are. Now, all of a sudden, like, oh, we really like this. We're so glad they're doing it. That's why. Because they don't have to then be considered employers of these athletes. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. It is causing slowdowns coming from Fisher Road in this area. It also involves an injury. Please be careful as they try to get the situation cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Whether it's offering curbside or next day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities. When it comes to serving you, Napa's motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Only an array with fan traffic. Dumb. Very dumb. This is Man and Bone. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, Today we're going to do Price is Right Sports Memorabilia, Mike. Keels was talking about this in the Sports Center, about how the NHL still has not figured out with the Canadian government how they are going to move teams back and forth for the postseason. Now, the first two rounds... They will not have a problem. Uh, after that, there will be a problem because Canadian teams will have to mingle with American teams. I guess my question is, and I, I know it's more complicated than this, but I'm dumb, so indulge me. You have professional athletes that have been traveling around Canada, which, by the way, not a small landmass, 
Well, playing. and they've had a variety of different issues depending on where you are in Canada, well, right? right. I mean, but they're they're flying, they're they're going from province to province, they're playing games, all of this to varying varying degrees of success. But then the postseason happens, and the Canadian government is still uneasy about allowing professional hockey players to get on a private chartered flight and fly into the United States and play a game and then safely return. I, I just I don't understand what the issue is. You're going yeah, from I, I don't know you're, go, you're going from private plane to hotel. You want to put rules in place where they can't leave the hotel? Fine. Put the rules in place. Private plane, hotel, ice rink to play two games and then you're back in your home country. Well, but can I just say like I don't think that's on the Canadian government. I mean they're they're trying they got bigger issues right now than whether or not the hockey league can do or cannot do their business the way they want to. It's on the hockey league to figure out how to make that work, right? So Well, I think that, my point is somebody needs to figure out how to make right, this work. Right. And so that's where right. I, I agree with you. And I'm not saying that that everything is perfect the way Canada's handling this stuff. They obviously have a lot of issues they're dealing with right now. But what I'm getting to is the NHL should be the one saying, here's how we're going to do this. Sorry, Canadian hockey fans. I know you make up a large portion of people who watch the NHL. We can't have the tournament here again. And we're going to have to do some kind of neutral site thing, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there, there's because the only other alternative is you, you, you because you want to have travel in between the countries. You, you can't unless they give you a special exemption, which maybe will be forthcoming. But I can't wait if I'm the NHL. Right, I mean, your postseason starts in a couple weeks. Unless no, you and think, I don't want this hanging over my head or my team's right. heads, where they don't know where the hell they're going to play. It would suck. But like what Major League Soccer has done with all their Canadian teams, they've said, "Okay, until things change, pick a city. You're living in that city. You are playing in that city. That is your home place for you know for the foreseeable you know time until we can get you back into your stadiums in Canada." That does suck. It's not the ideal situation, and I realize this is regular season for MLS versus playoffs for the NHL, but it, it, it honestly wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm not saying I would be thrilled about it, but it, it, use one of the arenas that's not being used. Columbus would be a, a perfectly fine place to host one of these Canadian teams if they wanted to. I mean, you you have plenty of arenas that would just be sitting empty doing nothing. It's not like it would be that hard to say that's your home arena for now. And wouldn't that be a thing, by the way? And it, it wouldn't make me feel better. All right, I don't. I don't pick another team if my team doesn't make it. I'm a, just a depressed Blue Jackets fan that cares less about the playoffs. All right, sure. But wouldn't it be a thing if the Toronto Maple Leafs came to play their postseason at Nationwide Arena and like Nick Foligno is skating around at Nationwide, yeah, would playing be for the Leafs, right? trying to win a cup? That would be crazy. Yeah, it would. It would be nuts, man. And I'm not. I, <laughs> I don't know how I would really feel about that. I don't think it's necessarily likely, but what if a Canadian team were to go win the Stanley Cup, but they had to do it in a town that's not their town? You know, what if they're, what if they are based in in Columbus and or I somewhere assume else? That they would sell tickets, right? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? I, yeah, that's I, right. I would, why wouldn't you? And maybe <laughs> you know what? There are. I I guarantee you, there are hockey fans who are crazy enough that if their team made it to the conference finals, they would say, okay. I'm going to attempt to travel to the U.S. I'm going to book three weeks of travel. Oh, of course and they stay would. Of course and they would. And be in quarantine and all that so that I can 
Like, and then I will come back in quarantine for however long I have to, just to make sure I can be there in case my team gets to a Stanley Cup. You would for sure see people do that and try to make the travel happen. So, yeah, I, I just think that's the solution they're going to have to hit on because you can't just wait to the last minute and then hope, unless they know behind the scenes this is going to all change and be approved. I I would not leave that up to chance. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Uh, Chris Sims, your guy, has a mock draft out that is that is getting some attention today. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's getting some attention is because he has some things that don't make a ton of sense, right? Like, you know, Denver passing on a quarterback maybe and New England trading up to 11 but then taking Jalen Waddell instead of taking a quarterback. These are things that don't make a ton of sense. But where he placed Justin Fields is what's getting the most press. It was last week that Charlie Casserly, former uh, Texans executive, came out with his mock draft and had the Pittsburgh Steelers at 24 taking Justin Fields. And most people, including us, looked at that and said, eh, he's not getting to 24. That's ridiculous. That's like a Steeler fan's wet dream, but there's no way he's getting to 24. Well, Chris Sims says 24. We're blowing right past 24. Chris Sims has Justin Fields going in the first round the last pick in the first round, number 32 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sit down behind Tommy for a little while. Learn your craft, Justin Fields, because you're not going till number 32. I just don't see any way that he makes it outside of the top, I don't know, 10 or 12. I mean, I, I still think there's a chance he gets taken to third, but man, what what logic are we employing here? with Justin Fields, where he had a great two seasons at Ohio State. Sure, did he win every single game? Did they did they win the national championship both years? No. But did he have a but, pretty great season Bone, overall both the last two years? You can't compare Justin Fields to a proven commodity like Trey Lance. Let's, right. let's be realistic here. Right. So he did it in a big-time conference. He did go up against some pretty good defenses and hold his own. It was not like he had every game perfect, but also it was not like he was terrible. And and somehow out of after all that, right, after losing the national championship game as Ohio State did, then he declares for the draft. Mel Kuyper had him ranked number two quarterback overall. Like just that was that was where he said as the quarterbacks go, that is the second best quarterback in this draft. Okay. So they played no game since then. They haven't even had a combine. Obviously, they had a billion pro days, and everybody had multiple pro days to make sure everyone got to see them. What's changed? And you brought up earlier the epilepsy diagnosis that was not previously known. I mean, I guess, is that enough to scare you off of a guy that... But but uh, it has to be. What what else could it be, Bone? I mean, nothing has happened between the end of the yeah. season and now, except for if you really read the reports, he killed it at two pro days. He was great right. at two pro days. He seems to be, from everything that we've heard him say, you know, dedicated and ready to go. Don't pay attention to what Beth Orlovsky has to say. His head coach, every time he has an opportunity, is stumping for him. And look, I understand there's a sense of pride there. You want your guy to do well. Ryan Day is not going to go to bat for a guy all the time, every single time a microphone is put in front of his face, if he has doubts that his work ethic is going to be top-notch, right? Right. He's under no obligation to do that. And he goes on social media, Ryan Day does, 
and says, this is ridiculous. I'm, I, he's my guy. He's the hardest worker. The epilepsy's never been a problem. It has to be that. It has to be teams scared away by the epilepsy. Or, and, and this is a big or, this is a big caveat, the guys who are making these mock drafts have no idea what these teams are going to do. Okay. Well, I guess that could be it. it, it but could, I, I tend to think they're hearing things. They're just hearing things that might be lies. You they would, might be hearing you things would that are think wrong. They're hearing things. Okay. They may not be hearing things, and they are just projecting their own thoughts, and they want to get their name out there so that dummies like us will talk about them for two hours. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I would tend to think. I would tend to think that the best thing for them to do for anybody covering the draft is to get it right early and often, so that people can later on look back and go. Yeah, you know, he was saying that this guy is is the fourth best quarterback, and that's exactly how it shook out. And we shouldn't have Who's doubted. Who's going to remember that. though? These opinions are a dime a dozen, right? They're they could be completely and totally wrong. The Chris Sims of the well, world. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying is the ones who are legitimately like not engaging in hyperbole, not going up and down with every little undulation of rumor. They are the ones that would eventually, I would think, people would say, "Oh, I, I trust their reporting on that." Like. Jay Glazer for a while was that guy in the NFL. I don't know that he's still there, but for a while it was like it's not a story unless Jay Glazer is reporting it. You know what I mean? Like if 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 it's a big shocking development, Jay Glazer would break that story. Or especially around draft time where he wouldn't put out anything and then he would just come out on draft night and say like, "Okay, pick 1 is here, pick 2 is here, pick 3 is but here." I'm, and then people believe that because like, "Well, Jay didn't put out all these mock drafts, didn't do all this stuff. He just reported the news, and he almost always nailed it when he would put that stuff out. I'm quite sure the difference is, and I'm quite sure Chris Sims would say, I'm not reporting anything. I'm just giving you my opinion. This is yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I mean, let's say he's dead wrong. Let's say Justin Fields goes six or seven. You think he's going to lose subscribers to his YouTube channel? Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. He'll He's be fighting not. Jake Paul on pay-per-view in a couple months. You know, that's you bring up such a good point though. What do we want as NFL fans? Do we do we want just someone who's like, "Look, folks, you can deal with all the chuckleheads out there. Here's what's going on. This team is drafting this guy. This team is drafting this guy. This team has this guy or that guy, one or two. That's it. I'm not going to screw around with you and I'm not going to go try to make you click my articles 9,000 times between January and and May. I'm just going to give you the facts that I know. Like, do we want do we want that person where we just read it once or twice and go, okay, cool, got it, thanks. See you in a few months. Or do we like the fact that every time you turn on ESPN, there's someone else saying, "Oh, you have no idea. This is now the new thing in the draft. We heard this." I don't honestly know the answer because I know I don't like it. I know you don't like it. I know a lot of people say they don't like it, but then a lot of people tune in and watch this stuff. So. If that's what the fans want, that's what the fans are going to get. Well, yeah, and then, of course, Lamar Jackson is just going to graduate. Too. <laughs> that's what I'm let, saying. Let him go. Like, Do we want all that BS where we just you have know, guys making need, nonsensical you, you takes? You brought this up in the 3 o'clock hour. What we need is an end to all of this time. Right? Yeah, we just need, do we it. need the first draft week of March. to be like the first week of March so that we don't have as much time to go through all of these other stupid scenarios. Well, Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. I'm sorry, go ahead. All I was going to add to that is for people who would say, what, you're not going to have a combine then? Good. Go right ahead. Just They didn't have a combine this year. How'd that work out? Right. I know they had a million pro days, though. That would be the argument. Just watch their film and do your job. That's The goal is to... 
Yeah, and then everybody's on the same footing, by the way. So you don't have all those shuttle drills to look at the numbers again for your fourth-round pick. Okay, guess you're going to have to rely on your scouts then, and everyone's going to be in the same boat on that. So let's just cut out all this meaningless time between when the season ends and when the draft is, because it is getting tedious at this point. Urban is getting ready for his first draft. You will hear from Urban coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching that accident causing delays on I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. Traffic is slow from Fisher Road in this area. It is an injury crash. They're working to get things clear, but plan on delays for at least another 10 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Identity thieves love tax forms with personal info needed to steal your identity. That's why LifeLock helps protect, monitor, and restore your identity. No one can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. Elmiana Ray with Fan Traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Boner? Oh, this week we are doing Price is Right memorabilia, Mike. Sports memorabilia is the big thing. By the way, you can join the Fan and 10 TV Thursday at 7 p.m. for a virtual draft party presented by Pepsi Zero. The fans, Anthony Rothman, will be hosting and chatting with many of your favorite fan personalities. Dave Holmes from 10 TV will join the party live from Cleveland for the NFL draft. You can, of course, stream all of it live at 971thefan.com. I will be on that broadcast as well, on that uh, live stream, I should say, I want to say Dom Tiberi will be making an appearance, too. I believe he will. Um, I also did get an update from Dom on his favorite pie. We were debating this earlier in the show, what his favorite pie is. And you said lemon meringue. Yes. I said apple. He just texted me back a few minutes ago and said apple or peanut butter are his two favorite pie well, choices. Well, you, you pegged him better than me. Yeah. I went um, off the board... I see. You know, he's a nice Italian guy. Italian guys like lemon things. Lemon meringue is a very good call. It's an excellent pie choice. But uh, I didn't see peanut butter pie coming as a favorite. I like good peanut butter pie. I'm I a, love I'm peanut big, butter pie. Yeah, I was not. I was. I didn't see that one coming. But all right, there you go. Apple pie and uh, peanut butter pie for Dom Tiberi. Urban Meyer was on the Adam Schefter podcast talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence and the process of having the number one pick in the draft. And while he, of course, doesn't admit that, yes, they are taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, he gets about as close as you possibly can. Here's some uh, here's some cuts for it. I think this one is what Urban likes about Trevor Lawrence. Oh, his sincerity and his, uh, his uh, when I say sincerity, all he ever talks about is uh, winning. All he ever talks about is getting better. You know, it's not social media following. It's, you know, he's not even going to the NFL draft. It's not, you know, there's not a whole lot in his life other than his faith and his family. And I, I, I'm intrigued by that, you know, and winning. And also, you know, the guy gets married and everybody's at his wedding and his players speak so highly of him. You know, I, I've talked to many of his players on his, on his team, obviously his coaches, uh, but I always like to ask players too especially that position. And you have to be a leader and you have to be respected or quarterbacks will fail. And he checked those boxes, big black marks in his boxes, uh, that he, he is respected by his teammates. And uh, just his focus in his life is, is really, uh, I, you know, I use the term refreshing because it is. Look, 
I know that coaches have to say certain things, okay? And we're going to talk about how everybody was at his wedding and how he's devoted to winning and all of this crap, and that's fine. Maybe this is not a sexy answer, but what is wrong with a coach coming out and saying, we are in desperate need of a quarterback, we have the number one pick in the draft, and he's the most talented quarterback? Why can't we just... Because that's the answer. All of those things can be true, right? He can be... He can talk about winning all the time, and he loves his faith and his family and doesn't care about social media, and he had 18 million teammates at his wedding. All of that can be true. If he had third-round talent, you're not taking him with the first overall pick. (laughs) There is a reason why you're taking him, and that's because you believe him to be the most talented football player in the draft. Right. But but again, I think it's this is this is what always happens, right? Is that it, whatever the quarterback who's good, whatever their approach is, that is good because that quarterback is good. So we let the we we like go to the answer and say, well, who is the best quarterback in this draft? Okay, in this case, it's Trevor Lawrence, and then we start trying to go back and say, well, the reason he's the best quarterback is because this is how he is as a person, and it's like well, that's what works for him. But that I don't get the vibe that Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield are necessarily the same guy. Do you, Mike? Like Trevor Lawrence is the guy saying, "I don't have a chip on my shoulder. There's no need to have a chip on my shoulder. I I don't even look at it that way. You know, I'm just here to play football and I love what I do. But I don't really care if people care or not." Baker Mayfield calls Colin Ka- or Colin Kaepernick him too. Colin Cowherd. Anytime he hears Cowherd say something about Baker Mayfield. He has a humongous chip on his shoulder, and he wears a shirt called walk-on when he goes in to sign his contract. Everybody has a different approach, yet Baker Mayfield has found success in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence may find it, too. It's almost like, Mike, there's more than one way to do this. And no matter what your way is, if you just happen to be really good, we will justify whatever it is that you do outside of football, right? As long as you're really good in between the lines, that's what matters. Uh, here is Urban talking about the deep dive that he did on all of the the quarterbacks that were available, and then I want, and then Schefter's going to come in and just listen to the kiss ass question that Schefter throws out there. Right, here you here go. We, go. we we went at least uh, four. I want to say four to five, six weeks. I mean, we were really deep, and then we narrowed it down, and then you had your top two or three that you did a, a series of Zoom calls. We did. Uh, you know, it was the best we could. You know, we, we split up on pro days, sent a guy out to BYU, onto Ohio State, obviously went to Clemson. And we, those, you know, I, I, those are the three that we identified, and we did a deep dive into those guys. And but what's interesting about that is everybody in the public just knows who you're taking, and yet you're doing all this work on all these guys to be prepared. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost like we don't know what we're talking about. Right, Urban? Uh, here, let me tell you something, uh, dummy. Urban Meyer knew when he took this job who he was taking at number one. You can talk about all the deep dives you want and going to pro days and massaging guys and whatever the hell else you're doing to make sure that they're your guy. He knew who he was taking when he took the job, and that's why he took the job. He said, I have an opportunity Uh, to go coach in the NFL, have the number one pick in the draft, and start a team with Trevor Lawrence. That's why he took the job. You can say that's cynical, or you can just realize the same guy who on this one is like, oh, wow, it's crazy. Nobody really knows what you're doing, huh? Oh, wow, you're going to... 
That's the same guy who, when they hired him, was like, well, Urban Meyer's taking this job because uh, they have the number one overall pick, and he values Trevor Lawrence, and he wants whatever team can get Trevor Lawrence. Like, the, we, we just are going around in circles no, here, but, are we not? You're, you're telling me you went on a Zoom with Trey Lance and really liked uh, what he had to say. <laughs> no. Herb, we all knew Urban was going to go, because didn't he have options, Mike? Didn't we all say Urban could? We just, we did this back when all these teams fired their head coaches, and we were saying, is Urban Meyer going to go? Where is he going to go? What team is he going to be on? And everyone said, well, he's going to go to the team that has the number one overall pick. So that's that's the logical choice here. So that he can go do his homework. That's why. No, no. He just wanted to, he wanted <laughs> because, to dive into that challenge of Zoom calls with Trey Lance. And at no point, by the way, at no point, he was coming from Ohio State. At no point did anybody say like, well, gee, maybe he wants Justin Fields. Not seriously. No one, no one seriously you, you ever said, said that. That's ridiculous. He's taking right. Trevor Lawrence. Everyone knew that's what the case was. So now we have to play, even though it's been six months almost in the making, now we all have to play this stupid game because the NFL doesn't like it that you don't, they don't want you to tip the pick. So Adam Schefter has to ask this dumb question where he knows the answer and Urban knows the answer. They're putting on a show for the rest of us. I don't know who they're putting it on for because nobody else buys it either. I don't know what the purpose of all that is. Game show coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident causing delays on 270 eastbound after US-23. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 315 in this area. It is an injury crash plan on some heavy slowdowns over here. And an accident also still causing delays on I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. Plan on backups here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. When you're ready to buy a new home and want a mortgage lender who can help you plan with certainty, Rocket can. Need a lender who can help you understand all your mortgage options, get personalized loan options, closing costs, and tax estimates all in real time? Rocket can. Rocket Mortgage. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tonight on The Fan, it's the Buckeyes show at 6, then it's 6.30, it's Jackets time. The Red Wings are in town tonight. Coverage starts 6.30. The team announced that Corpy is done for the season with a lower body, so it'll be Elvis tonight. Reichert Nissan Fan Poll, 971thefan.com. Which defensive position is most important to the Browns to address during the draft? Corner, safety, linebacker, defensive tackle. Bone, what say you? Um, I will say linebacker, but uh, yeah, I, I'm still of the position. Just draft the best available player for the Browns. I think that's a really easy one. You're in a spot. But how you- many people went to their wedding? That's who I. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I got to say, too, man, I know Urban wasn't trying to do that, but he made Trevor Lawrence sound like just a really boring person to be around, where it's like, yeah, pretty much he only has like two things going on in his life, and that's it. And I know that's what football coaches value is like, this guy does nothing but just think about football. But I don't know. It just sounds like a very boring person to be around. Game show time. All right, Mike. We have got the Price is Right Sports Memorabilia Edition. Speaking okay. of the uh, the Price is Right... I, I had it on here at the radio station today. Oh, did you? And uh, Drew Carey was did on get, there. and you, you get to you, see him? I, I did get to see him, and but the last time I saw him was just a picture that you sent. And he, he's growing the beard, and he's got the weird hair, and he looks strange. But what I also didn't realize is that once upon a time, you know, Drew Carey had gotten slim. He had lost a slim, lot of yes. weight. Yeah. And he's, he's put all that back. Good. He, 
Good for him. I'm just saying, he's not skinny Drew Carey anymore. He was a good eight months pregnant. Hey, that's fine. Let him live. Uh, here's what we've got. I'm going to give you the card. Sports cards are going crazy right now. I'm going to give you the card, and then I'll give you some version of the price. All right. And you got to figure it out, okay? Uh, first up, we're going to go to a Patrick Mahomes 2017 National Treasures rookie card that was sold in February. Was it sold for $681,000, Mike, or $861,000? I'm going to go high. I'm going to say eight sixty one. You are correct. And this card, you have to remember with him, he was not thought of as like a great draft pick right off the bat. So a lot of people didn't really take his rookie cards and hang on to him. Yeah, he was was like a a six-round pick, right? I mean, no one thought he was going to be any good. That's what I've been told. (laughs) Except, no, he was like the 10th or 12th overall. What was it, 10th overall? He was a top 10 pick, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. But he wasn't, but at least in that case... Uh, there weren't as many people hanging on to his cards, apparently, so those have been a little hard to find bum. in good condition. Throw this one out. <laughs> Next up, this guy, his cards do pretty well. A T206 Honus Wagner. My guy. Graded, this is a graded card, Mike. It was graded to be authentic, which with the really old cards, they don't put a number grade on it. They just say, like, yes, this is a real card, or no, this is like a replica. Uh, it sold in February. Did it sell for over or under five million dollars? Uh, I'm going to say under. You are correct. And didn't Timmy Hall call him Honass, and then we made fun of him? <laughs> Honass. Honass. I don't remember. All right. <laughs> I don't know, but Honass Wagner, his T206 that sold in February, that was graded authentic, sold for two point five million dollars. What a bargain! What? Yeah. I mean, now, what if it goes up even further? I mean, you never know, Mike. Just like with Justin Fields, perhaps even though Honus Wagner no longer playing, we may see his value skyrocket after right, right. God knows what. Uh, next up, I, I think this is an interesting card. 2006-2007 exquisite Kevin Durant rookie patch autograph, RPA. It was a parallel numbered 23 out of 25. I don't know what this means. Parallel just means like... It was a silver version of the card, or okay. a red version of the card. All right. Uh, over under $750,000. Again, it's one of 25 that were made in his rookie year with a patch, with an autograph. And again, it's his rookie year. I'm going to say it's over, and Michael Rappaport bought it. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, it is over. It's $799,500. This card sold for a couple of months ago. And it features him in a Sonics jersey, and so the jersey patch is also a Sonics jersey. Yeah, very cool. So that, I mean, I, I would not spend any, that again, I don't have that money. I would not spend that money if I did on a card. But from a collector's standpoint, you can understand why those cards are a little more sought out. I like because, how it was 799000 Right, it's right. It's like, you spent, no, I just paid 800000 That's ridiculous. <laughs> I spent $799,000. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, a 1955 Topps Roberto Clemente graded PSA 9, which is My guy. extremely rare. Over or under $1 million? Over. Yes. Yes, should be. $1.1 million. It set a record for any Clemente card ever sold. So let him live. Let the card live. 2001 Upper Deck auto- Authentic Tiger Woods autograph card, Mike. It was graded a PSA 10. From 2001, and it is auto. 
Was it $344,000 or $433,000 that it sold for earlier this year? I mean, I'll go for the, the higher number, but do you know anyone who has golf cards? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen people that that purchase them. I don't own any myself, but it is uh, wrong. You're wrong. It's 344, ah, 344 is what it went for. It did, though, set a record for any golf card sold at a public auction uh, when it sold back in February. So, there you go. Zion Williamson, 2019-2020 Gold National Treasures RPA Rookie Patch Auto, numbered to 10. So, this is his rookie card, numbered to 10. It's got the autograph. It's got the patch of jersey. Over under $450,000. For a card that's a year old? Yeah. Uh, over. Why not? Oh, sorry. It, o- it only sold for the measly sum of $269,000. Let me, let me tell you something. Okay. $270,000 for a card that is a year old. You're right. Obviously, you're a very rich person if you're, you're collecting these types of cards. If you have that amount of money to spend on a card. I am telling you that if you're a rich guy... You can get in contact with Zion Williamson's representatives. Yes. You call up and say, I'll give Zion Williamson $100,000 to come to my house for dinner. He's probably doing it. Yes. You can probably have Zion Williamson in your house having dinner with you for less money than you spent on a piece of cardboard that's a year old. You could ask him in the offseason, like, hey, man, can I... Could I have like a private workout session where you teach me how to play basketball? Like show me some tips and some drills I can tips? work on for like an hour. And here's a hundred grand. I bet he does that. And then signs a bunch of crap for you. Yes. All that. You got like, pictures you can... with the kids. Yeah. Zion like... Williamson just sitting on their laps. Uh, all right. Maybe what Zion is... Williamson's not sitting on their laps, but what was... they're sitting on his sure. laps and calling him Santa Zion. Yeah. Um, next up. This year... A box of 2004 Mega Cracks soccer cards. What? These are soccer cards that possibly, this box of cards, it's sealed. It's never been opened. It's from 2004. It could feature a highly sought-after Lionel Messi rookie card in the box. But you don't know. You're just, what's in the box? It's a a gamble. you're You're buying a sealed box that should be in really good condition from that era. Did it sell for over or under $50,000? I'll say over. Yes. Sold for $87,000. How much is the card worth if you find the card? If you find a card, and if it is, from what I saw, if you find this card and it is graded a 10, it could be worth over $100,000. And for all you know, there might be a couple in there, right? Right, You might just have a box that has a few of them in there. And the last one I'll give you, Mike, a Mark Burley rookie card my on guy. eBay oh, right now. That is my guy. This is a Mark Burley signed 2000 Bowman draft number 69. Nice rookie card with the certificate of authenticity, with the autograph, and it's been graded over or under $35. That's You know what? That's disrespectful. That's disgusting. Signed. Graded rookie card. I said over or under. Threw a no hitter. Threw a perfect game. Won a World Series. Thirty five bucks. You're gonna tell me it's under two, aren't you, you bastard? Is it over or under? You well, tell me. Yeah, it should be a million dollars. 
It's over. It's over. Yeah, what is it? Is it? It's sold on uh, April 24th for $40.99. Now, I listen to why I bring this up. I'm not bringing that up to shame Mark Burley. What I'm bringing that up to say is, wouldn't you rather have that, Mike, than almost any of those other cards I mentioned to you? Yes. Like well, you well, maybe personally. the Honass. Give me the okay, Honass. You want the Honass, of course. But other than the Honass, hon-ass. you know, <laughs> like, I'm just saying that... This is what sports cards should be about. It's like you find a player, you like that player, you want some piece of, you know, history or something to remember that player. Signed rookie card from him, a guy that you love, $45, $40 gets it. Why, why in the world would you spend hundreds of thousands? Because, well, I might be able to sell it for millions. Okay, great. That you're, you're doing investment. I, I don't like sports cards for that reason. I like them for this reason, where you can find a favorite player. You can go find a cool card. So if you hear all those numbers and you hear all these weird numbers, good news. Most cards, not like that. You can still find really cool stuff for way less. I wonder if Honas Wagner's on Cameo. What do you think he goes for? <laughs> Just somebody like doing a lip sync to his card. <laughs> Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident blocking the two right lanes of 270 eastbound after US 23. Traffic is still bumper to bumper from 315 in this area. This is an injury crash. Please be cautious as they work to get the roadway clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast. Make a better breakfast choice at Wendy's in the morning with a honey butter chicken biscuit right now for only $1.99. Delicious honey butter is smeared on crispy chicken sandwiched between flaky biscuits all for just $1.99 at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Emily and Array with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You honass. Hon-ass. What's going on, guys? <laughs> honass. Honass. Wagner. Yeah. Did you call him that? I know we were I saying think I that called you him did. Ha- I mean, get my mis get my honest mispronunciation. I think correct. you did. I think I called honest. him honest. Yeah, yeah oh, I think honest little- Wagner. Like you're from Hondo. Boston. Honest yeah. Wagner. Honest. <laughs> put a, put a honest on a horse. This guy's no Ted Williams. This honest Wagner. I tell you that mm-hmm. from Boston. <laughs> what the hell what is- was that? From Boston. <laughs> What is? Well, I don't know either. Is that like the by Menon? Where like <laughs> you're from Boston? <laughs> no. You got that little theme song from Boston. Oh my God! No, I, I you haven't seen those commercials. They've I've seen like a million of them. Where it's like the cousin from Boston. I think it's I think it's like a bone. Is it a Sam Adams? Oh, spot, I think maybe? yes. Right. I yes. Did. yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, is that what it is, Ted? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, that was where you then go. With more of whatever you were saying. So, yes, that is it. Or we could just sit in silence. No, we, 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 what are totally we doing? Fine. I don't know. <laughs> I wish we could see each other so we could see how ridiculous this hey, is. Hey, by the way, do we know, like, Timmy, when do you get to go back in the building? Is that coming? Monday. Monday. I'll be here, yeah. Monday. 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 All right. All right. Tim and I touching on Monday. Oh, wow. That's, what that's is that going to be like? What's the crossy talk on Monday? They might have to put, crossy. like, a plastic partition I th- in here's between the, Here's the thing, man. We have, uh, there's a studio, or a studio, there's a microphone in the studio. It's a good six feet away from me. There's no reason why you can't be in the studio with me. I'm coming in. Taking my shirt off, too. Well, I don't know why you have to do that. Well, why wouldn't I? I think you should. I think uh, what would also be great is if you did that, did not take you take your shirt off and then don't say anything while you do it. 
just like this segment. I think that's radio. Yeah, but gold. you know me. I'll just I'll take my shirt off too. I'm not going to be will. intimidated. That's right. I I don't blame you for doing that at all. And then it's just going to get even further, where I take my pants off. Timmy takes his pants off. Well, I thought it was just assumed that anybody that was doing radio wasn't wearing pants in the first place. <laughs> you want to you want to know how many pantless the number of pantless shows has outnumbered panted shows since I've been, since I've been here at the house. I, that yeah. I promise you. Yeah, There's even I, been robed shows that have gone on here. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to deal with actually having to go back in an office because for sure, I mean, robes, like t-shirt and underwear. You, you yeah. hef? I don't even own a robe. Come on. Why don't What's you own a robe? What's wrong with you? I a don't robe need is a, great. You get out of the shower, you throw Why? a robe. Why do you need a robe? I don't understand. It's comfy. I get out of the when shower. It's cold out? I dry shower, myself off. Throw I, the robe on. My underwear is right there. I just put on my underwear yeah, and that's you can, it. You know you can wear a robe with what you, other clothes on in between you and the robe. Like you can put on. Right. But why? What's wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Because you're, well, you're doing like late year curb your enthusiasm where the show goes off the rail stuff here don't denounce robes there are probably a hundred million robe wearers out there probably more i think once you get to a certain age a robe is fine you put on a little hook in the bathroom it's cold if we don't have like man money where we can have like a heated floor in our bathroom oh, I you need stop a robe it you don't up. you don't need it first of all you told me you just sprint up the steps naked you've done that before <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And then I go, because my robe's in the upstairs bathroom. <laughs> I don't have a hook. I can't afford a hook in the downstairs bathroom. I tried to redo it myself, and it was a, a disaster. Can't... I can't get the hook. <laughs> what are you talking about? They got those sticky hooks you put it right on the damn wall. No, that's not good enough. You think I'm going to put a sticky hook? Right, I'm, I'm so obsessive compulsive. I'm not putting hook, a sticky argument. thing on my wall. Sticky hook, not good enough. Running naked up the steps, good enough. I just That's want to find out. In like, case we're, of walkers the, out there, they get a free show. It's good for them. We're getting into the weeds here. Teddy, do you see a use for a robe from time to time? Not saying Teddy does. I day. guarantee you Ted doesn't wear a robe. I guarantee it. No, I do not wear a robe. Maybe, maybe if I was at some fancy resort, I'll put oh a robe on or something. Yeah. Yeah. Ted and I are at the four seasons like you and Ted. You anti-robe people. Ted, I don't Ted wears slippers, though. You better believe Ted is a slippers wearer. Ted does he not wear slippers. on two levels no, of the house, too. I know Ted more than anybody here. He does not wear slippers. No slippers. See? What? Socks what in the house guy or barefoot? Socks. Definitely, I, I get cold feet, so I need to. Well, that's why you wear uh, slippers. <laughs> you won't also wear slippers. You're just gonna no, wear socks no. and make those dirty. It's not the first exactly. of all. Why don't you clean your damn floors? Make them dirty. <laughs> you get a Swiffer out once in a while. Make them dirty. What does that mean? What? Make them dirty. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Seems like you can't put socks on. You make them dirty. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> You're gonna sweat in the socks. No, no, no. I don't. The socks in the house thing is bad. If you like, if you have you know wood floors, tile floors, whatever, then you you slide a little. All bit. right, I had another one. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. I like a good sock and slipper combo myself. That really so does Rimmer toes nice. Get together with him. Put the robe black socks on too. I want yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you have something okay? I didn't. I don't even know what we have. How about socks with the sandals that even have the little toe partition? (laughs) I like like those. Yeah, like a true psychopath. That's great. Let's let's warm it up. Wear a t-shirt in the pool with those too. Just like me. What have we? Uh, all right, this is. I, I, I'm going to blame this. This is probably Rimmer's doing. Uh, Florida Beach authorities found a big stash of cocaine 
$1.5 million of cocaine, cocaine just washed up on the beach. Uh, Florida Florida beachgoer was, you know, walking around the beach as you do in Palm Beach and found the drugs, the 65 pounds of cocaine, turned over to U.S. Customs and Border McLean Protection. I told McLean to put them in his ass. <laughs> 65 pounds. Good Lord. You're going to need more than cocaine. You're going to need that's a, a hospital. God. Better be Lord a lightweight to begin with. Yeah. You don't uh, have 65 <laughs> pounds. What if Beamer put that in there? My God. Good Lord. <laughs> guys are off the rails. Uh, that guy shows... <laughs> Stupid man! No, no man. There's a show out. Come on, you're in your studio. You should be able to do this. Sit there with your microphone, and your buttons. Let's go. Finish it out. He's ruined it for me now. How is he ruined because it? Because I'm gonna just I'm gonna drive home, be listening to the Buckeye Show, and picturing him just naked in a robe. Um, what are you gonna do? I think that adds to the show. Wait, honestly, why is he there? <laughs> Rothman has not been out of a robe uh, since we came back to the to, to our houses. Rothman wears Rothman's golf cleats wearing. with his robe. <laughs> He's naked, but has he golf cleats. He scuffs them on those little brushes they have outside of the door, and then he keeps his robe. Yeah. On. <laughs> Who's that guy off 18 Green at the memorial with the robe? And the golf it's spikes. Perfect. perfect. Buckeye shows next. Jackets time six thirty. See you tomorrow. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. I hate you guys. You're going to find some slowdowns coming from 670 in this area. Plan about a five-minute delay as they continue to get this clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples is evolving to Staples Connect, a new world of possible with innovative tools for small business and remote workers and learners. Explore at your local Staples Store or staplesconnect.com and find what you need to take on today and to help you tackle tomorrow. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Almy and Array with fans. And traffic. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I I too shave like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt I think on you it. Should. Like no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. 
No, you I can't be totally bold. You look like a clan member. Thanks. thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bold. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am I now. supposed to do? I'm bold. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you gotta do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah. Like I have the stubble going and sometimes it gets a little longer than to shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing, that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 